Welcome to episode 70 of the Business of Making podcast. In this episode, really our number two in our SEO series this month, we dive into the specific of each platform and we're going to take a look at Pinterest, Etsy and Google and give you advice on how to uh, optimize your shop, your profile, your website for these platforms so that you can get more views, more traffic and more sales from your shop. Do you want to make it as a maker? This is the Business of Making podcast with your hosts, Michaela Denvers, Deb Engelmeyer, and Jess Van Den. We know from experience that growing a handmade business is bloody hard work. We're here to make it a little bit easier for you by dishing out reality-based, no BS, tried and tested advice on how to make your business work. Tune in every week for an honest conversation on what it really takes to make a creative business a success. podcast is brought to you by the Business of Making's Email Marketing for Makers Workshop Bundle, the ultimate guide for starting, growing and making sales from your email list. Let us give it to you straight. Email marketing works. It's essential to growing a successful handmade business online. If you've never got your email marketing groove on, it can be overwhelming and complicated. Never fear though, we've outlined everything you need to know so you can harness the power of email marketing to grow your business. No more I'll get it done one day excuses. This three-part workshop series has been designed with you in mind, the maker, the creator, the risk taker. Each workshop is actionable and fluff free. With dwindling organic reach on social media, you can't afford to let email marketing pass you by. It doesn't have to be overwhelming and just another thing you have to action. It can and should be a profitable marketing strategy. Get instant access to our no BS email marketing workshop now. Visit thebusinessofmaking.com slash workshops to change your business today. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Business of Making podcast. This is Deb and I'm here with Jessica. G'day. <laughs> I was like, I wanted to think of another language. I'm like, oh, just, just too important to all these. I could have bet a hundred bucks that this is how your brain was going to go. G'day. I just love it. And then we also have Michaela. The only other language I know is Japanese. Konnichiwa. Oh, no, nice. that's really pretty. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. God, I, that's from year four. That's so correct. Bad I know Ni Hao. Oh, Ni Hao. That's Chinese. Ni Hao. I like Chinese. And uh, ciao. Uh, hola. Hola. hola, hola, hola is good, pretty easy. Hola. I learned Spanish. Isn't ciao like uh, Italian as well? Is that yeah, ciao is hello and goodbye. Ciao. Yeah, we say ciao in French for goodbye too. Oh, there you go. Really, really? I think we just stole it from okay. the Italian. I don't think it's really a French word, but everyone uses it. It's big. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. this is not what we're going to talk about in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a linguistic episode. <laughs> People who are listening to this for the first time are like, what the hell are they on? Like, yes. This so is a running thing. <laughs> no, we do talk about the business of making. <laughs> Um, and today's episode is, uh, I guess, number two in our series about SEO. And so if you haven't listened to last week's episode, maybe it's a good idea to pause that one and go back first, because if you don't know what it is, or if you need a refresher on like the, you know, generally what is SEO, what does it stand for, why it matters, that's what we did in episode 69 last week. And this week, we are going to break it down further for you by looking at how differently to approach SEO based on the platform that you're 
focusing on. So if it's, we're going to cover Etsy, of course, Google and Pinterest and tell you really what to look out for and how to, you know, adjust your strategy a little bit depending on, on that platform. So really exciting stuff. I mean, we are super excited about it. It's maybe not the, you know, the a super fun topic, but I think a lot of you are super excited about it too, because it's definitely a big topic and something that's really worth paying attention to. Um, before we jump in though, I wanted to give a shout out to one of our patron and this is Kat. Kat, I love you. You know that. <laughs> Thank you so much for being one of our patron. Kat has a shop that's called Catkin and Lily and she creates joyful cross stitch patterns. And so these, what I love most about it is that they're really, um, modern and simple and I love that Kat's approach to it is she's trying to, of course, she gives you the pattern, but she's really trying to help you be creative with them so that you can use them in different ways. So if you want to use them to create cards, small gifts, something to put on your wall, like home decor, special keepsake for someone that you really love. Um, she's really giving you a pattern and then ideas to inspire you to use them a little bit differently or, you, or to twist them. So um, really, really lovely things. And uh, I know you're starting to get traction with your shop, Kat. So congratulations. You deserve all of the success that you're getting. And thank you so much for supporting the show. Thank you, Kat. Thank you. We oh, and maybe Kat. I should give the name a bit better, I feel. So Katkin is C-A-T-K-I-N and Lily, L-I-L-L-I-E. If you want to look it up, she has a website and she has an Etsy shop as well. And it's, of course, on our website at thebusinessofmaking.com slash supporters. Cool. So thanks. With that <laughs> thank you, Kat. Thank you, Dick. <laughs> with that behind us, um, let's dive into the chunky content we have <laughs> played for you today. So let's start with platform number one, Etsy. If you don't sell on Etsy, I don't know, just stick with us. We're going to cover Google and Pinterest as well. Maybe skip forward a little bit. <laughs> uh, but if you Never. do sell on Etsy <laughs> If you do sell on Etsy, I think it's important to go back on, like what we said in the last episode, I think the first step to optimizing the optimized part of SEO is understanding how it even works in the first place so that you know what to optimize and you're smart with it and not just kind of like throwing mud at the wall and going, <laughs> you know? Well, uh, I would like to ask a question if that's okay. Yes. I don't know anything about Etsy search things SEO on Etsy so I'm going to ask a lot of questions and Jess and Deb will be answering them so the first question I would like to ask is I've heard this phrase and I have no freaking idea what it is what is query matching okay so that's a very boring word um, <laughs> it is it, it I, feels so I assume it's something about someone puts in a query and something matches that's usually okay. what it is so, okay, there's two steps to how search or SEO or search engine or whatever you want to call it on Etsy works. Pretty much, some, it starts with someone, your customer wants something and type a keyword or a keyword phrase in the search bar at the top of Etsy, whatever that is, uh, dinos or a t-shirt. <laughs> I don't know why my, <laughs> my brain went there. That's example for today. Apparently, sorry, girls, I just threw it in, dinos or a t-shirt. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's niche. It's niche. I like it's very it. niche. Um, and so what Etsy does, Etsy goes, okay, this person wants something that has to do with dinos or t-shirt. And so it's going to look for all of the listing, all of the products available on the platform, the things that match that query. So that thing that someone just typed in is called the query. That's what word, that's the word that's boring and that kind of makes people feel stuck, but it's really simple. And so for that, they're going to look through all of their data, which includes your listing 
and look for something that matches it in your product titles, your product tags, your product categories, your product attributes. That's what query matching is. Yeah, I just want to make, um, it's basically query is question. So your, your customer's asking a question when they're putting something into the search box. I love you know. that. Why, do, why haven't, I've never thought of that. An inquiry form. <laughs> yeah. It's true. So they're asking, an inquiry. They're asking okay. it to your question. Where are the dinosaur t-shirts? <laughs> Give me your best dinosaur t-shirts, right? And Etsy's answering. Yes, here you go. Here are my best dinosaur t-shirts, yeah. right? But here's, so the, here's the trick, though, is that Etsy has too many um, results for this. Yes. Etsy goes, oh, my God, do you know how many people have dinosaurs in their product title, product tags, attributes, <laughs> and categories and all that stuff, like a ton, and your little computer screen is way too small to put them all in. And also, I do need to start somewhere, so I do need to give you one that I'm, I'm going to rank first, essentially, for you, although we'll talk about ranking exactly what that means um, later as well. And so the second step of Etsy search is Etsy has got all that data, and it's like, oh, here are all my dinosaur things. And then it has to decide how to show it to you as the end customer that's wanting to buy something. And that's what, that's when, and I'm doing air quotes that you can't see, <laughs> um, ranking comes okay. in and it has so to decide what will be the first thing you see. Okay. They have so to how do I, for my shirts, looks like Jess wants to say something before I ask my question. Go Jess. I just want to make one more point because I think it could be really easy for people to miss this on Etsy, the queries it's matching is I just want to go through this list again, product title, your product tags, your product attributes and your product categories. And not your description. Yeah. Not your right. description. Your description oh. doesn't matter oh. when it comes to Etsy search. They don't look at it. Google does. So we're going to be talking about that later, but for Etsy, your description is not something that counts towards your okay. ranking. Okay. So I want to be ranked number one. Basically, I want to be ranked as high as I can for all those things, for the title tags, attributes, and categories for my dinosaur t-shirts. How do they decide that? Okay, that so there's a first? few factors, but first thing to really, 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 really important, and I hope you guys are really listening here, is you can't effectively be number one, as in you will always be number one for someone somewhere on the internet searching Etsy. There is no such thing as the ultimate number one that right. you will be number one. So if so you not go one on Etsy and type in dinosaur t-shirt, I do the same and Jess does the same right now. We will get different results mm-hmm. based on our previous behavior as Based on what Etsy knows about user. us already. Pretty much, yeah, because gotcha. Etsy's smart now. And if I've been browsing different type of products and whatever, it might show me um, different things Danny will show you. And that's like right. the big... Um, algorithm change that happened in 2018 where the, the entire Etsy world was blowing up because it was like, what is this? And it's another really boring term called CSR, context-specific results, I believe. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Which pretty much mean that, like, yeah, we don't see the same results. Which is a good thing. Yeah, it, right? it makes it so much more personalized. A good and thing so it makes for it, the person searching because then they get the results that they're looking for that they maybe most want to purchase yeah. makes it harder for the seller is that why people kind of freaked out about it not really it makes it it, it helps etsy put a product that someone like it helps put your products in front of people that are more likely to buy it hmm. 
Yeah. Because, okay, if I type in, I've I spent half hour on Etsy and I've typed in, I don't know if this would actually happen, but let's simplify it to that. And I've been looking at heaps of like um, prints, like wall prints for baby rooms or whatever. And I didn't type once the word dinosaur in it. But then I changed my mind and I'm like, oh, actually, maybe I'll just buy a dinosaur T-shirt. I bet you they're still going to show me wall prints with dinosaurs in it because they're like, oh, this person was also interested in wall prints. Mm. And so, you know, I'm not saying this would actually happen. I don't know, do the test and see what happens. But they, they're smart. They're like, okay, this person has typed in different. Or if you shop with someone else before, they might kind of like, you know, it's just really what they're trying to do is make more money. And that, makes, that means helping you make more sales too. So they're trying to make the results that people see as efficiently, you know, targeted as possible so that people want to buy it. Yeah. I also, something really interesting. I literally just went to Etsy and typed in dinosaur t-shirt because um, <laughs> I was curious. So, and let me just clarify, I, I typed in dinosaur space, the letter T space shirt. That's how I, I type t-shirt. If I go to that search results, if I look at some of the titles, some of the titles will have t-shirt as I wrote. Some of them will have T uh, hyphen shirt. Some of them will actually have shirt and the word T-E-E. T-E-E, T, separate, like Etsy knows what you're looking for and they will, you know, they'll take what you wrote but then they'll take the variations of the possibilities of that as well and they'll use that in your searching as well. So it's very clever. Are you saying that I don't need to worry whether jewellery was double L or one L or no, whatever, East no. US, Australian no. and UK? Because <laughs> I you don't so need to waste a tag <laughs> on spelling jewellery. I only discovered this like a year ago and I was like, you know, so oxidized and oxidized. I use that in my shop all the time. And I was like putting both types in there. I don't need to jewelry. I don't need to put both types. That's great. Etsy knows. So that's one can of the Can we agree piece. that, can we take this and put it outside of Etsy? So I never have to ask myself the question of jewelry ever again. Cause being French, I like, I feel like I have to make a call on which one I want to use. <laughs> You know, yes. and I guess I should, we, I should go with the Australian one, but I always use the American one. I don't know. I'm very, I don't like that. That's very funny. Um, but anyway, so that's uh, the, the thing I wanted to make clear about ranking is that when you're like, I want to be ranking number one, it's not really a thing. Oh, like really? it's not, not really. Good to know. Not anymore and not since 2018 because of that CSR thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Um, and so that's actually one part of the that second step. So there was that query matching, right? Etsy goes looking for product title, tags, attributes, uh, categories for something that matched what people were searching for. And then based on your the shopper's habits and uh, where they are in the world and all of that kind of stuff, they will get specific that they will get different results. So that's one of the factors they pick to rank because they have to, right? Mm-hmm. There's also obviously shipping, which is big blow up of free shipping, blah, blah, blah. Did we do an episode on that? I feel we did. Mm, no, I think you and I probably both did separate things on our own channels about it. So that's probably why we feel like we did an episode about it. I'm yeah. sure we probably mentioned it, but yeah, yeah, free shipping gets priority now in search ranking. I think ranking. we did an episode that week when the free shipping came out that was like, why you don't have an AT business, you have yes. an animated yes. business. Because we were just pissed off and we were like, let's do a ranch episode. <laughs> I think that's what happened. But yeah, yes. shipping comes into play for ranking. Um, uh, listing quality score, which is pretty much a fancy term for conversion rate or like how good your listing like convert when people actually click on oh, it. So it's sort of mm-hmm. like just conversion rates, like how many people sell my stuff when coming to it sort of thing. And if that's a yeah, higher so, rate, then yeah. that's a I get a better quality score. 
Yeah. So if yeah. a product in your shop is selling over and over again, it will keep ranking higher and higher and higher. So that's probably why you find you have like a lot of best like best sellers. The stuff I that do. Just keeps I have selling a lot of over and over sellers. again. Yeah. The, the blue <laughs> dinosaur. No, the blue dinosaur shirts are the best sellers. <laughs> yeah, because people keep buying them, so they keep mm-hmm. ranking higher in search. So it's kind of an upward spiral. Right. Okay. Cool. What else? Um, yeah. I guess you know that's super important though. People don't pay enough attention to that, and and. For example, another thing is recency. So how new your listing is. And I think a lot of people are trying too much to rely on that. So like if I keep putting up new products and boosting my products and all that stuff, I'm going to get that boost because my, my, mm. my thing is recent. Etsy themselves have said, this is not, a, you know, realistically a good long-term strategy to, to build your SEO game. Um, and the reason they do it is because when your listing is new, they don't know anything about it. They don't know how people are going to react to it. They don't know if people are going to click. They don't know if people are going to buy once they click. So they're giving you that little edge when you first release a new product so that they can test that and they can be like, oh, okay, I've put it in front of more people for a tiny little bit of time to get data on how people interact with that product. And if it turns out that no one bought or everyone bought, that's going to play into this other thing we just talked about, your conversion rate, listing score, whatever it's called. Um, and so that's more important. It's more important to make mm-hmm. sure that your images are beautiful, that just your listing is something that makes people want to buy rather than trying to hack the game and trick the algorithm by like renewing and all that stuff. Yeah, so this used to be a huge thing back in the day before Etsy updated their algorithm. Back in the day when I started, uh, people would renew stuff all the yeah, time because that's what I remember the recency, too. Was, recency got you up to the top of the search results right. um, really easily. But that doesn't really exist much anymore it does like deb says gives you a very short-term small boost and hey if you want to try it do it i still do renew things sometimes but it's much like that like magnitude of times less powerful than it used to be yeah and actually it's pretty risky too if you're like listing something brand new and you're like oh i'm also going to share it in a facebook group of people who aren't my ideal customers and grab a bunch of traffic back to that listing and no one's going to buy what you've told Etsy is, Hey, heaps of people have come to that listing and no one has purchased. So it's not really a great listing. So maybe you don't show it to too many people because it's not converting. It's not going to make you money. Good so, tip. Yeah. Good tip. Protein. Good tip. <laughs> so yeah. Obsess more about how many people convert into customers than mm. that. You know, it's, it's what we were talking about in episode 69 too, like just trying to be just a normal human instead of hacking the algorithm, tricking game, blah, blah, blah. That's just not going to get you anywhere and you're going to get obsessed with it and not Mm. get results. I think that's just a really dangerous spiral. Try to make the best product and put it forward as well, as good as you can. Like take the best photos, write the most accurate titles and descriptions, use the best attributes and and tags and you will do okay. Um, So then we've also got the customer market experience score. And there's also a few tricky elements in there, like uh, you need to make sure your FAQs section is filled out. You need to make sure your about section on your Etsy page is filled out. Those things affect your search ranking because they affect the quality of your overall store. And do those things then, does it matter what keywords I use in those things? Generally? No, that's it's not just really. It's, it's just you have to have them done. Right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But yeah. I mean, if you don't have them done, you would think... Yeah, you would think that the the more well written they are, or whatever, the better experience the customer has, and so they might give you yeah. something. Yeah, but you they might stick around think that, Yeah, but you would also think that they would look at the product description, and they don't. I don't think they do it at the moment. Maybe they will later. Mm. At the moment, I think what they're trying to say is more like we know that people 
buy more from shop that have all of these things filled out. And so we are going to help people that have those things filled out show up, you know, gotcha. higher. And then again, all of these criteria, some of them are so much more important. Like the yeah. conversion rate is going to be so much more. There's a, there's a, what is it called? Factor, whatever I'm trying to Factorial. say. Factorial, is that a word? I don't yeah, know. that is a word. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I feel like I'm not explaining it really well. You're right talking now. about like logarithmic, like times, yeah. times, times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Hi, maths. <laughs> like some things have more weight than right. others yeah. is another way of, of saying it simple. And this probably wouldn't be the biggest, but it's important. And one I think that's in there as well is the reviews that you get. Mm. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you have heaps of important. great reviews because obviously that's social proof. That you know, it all comes down to very simple logic. It's like what's helping people make a buying decision? Good reviews. Mm-hmm. So if you have good reviews, you're going to rank higher. Like you know, yeah. Um, and there's another one we haven't talked about: relevancy. Relevancy. I'm not pronouncing. Yeah, it really yeah. relevancy. Well. That's fine. <laughs> um, but that's pretty much just um, the simplified version of that. Is that that query matching thing? How closely your title matches that. Mm. How closely your tags matches that, how closely, you know. So if you have exactly dinosaur t-shirt, you have a better chance that if you say, I don't know, dinosaur dress. <laughs> this example was never going to be an easy one. <laughs> Tyrannosaurus t-shirt. Ta- exactly. Thank you. I could yeah. not find a name of dinosaur. <laughs> so that's, that's all of the elements that go into Etsy ranking. And those are all the things you need to worry about. Um, did you have any more questions about that? I feel like I'm now an expert and I will be able to sell my wares (laughs) on Etsy very easily. Thank you, ladies. Excellent. We can move along to Google. To the Google beast. (laughs) Awesome. To Google. To To the the Googles. Googles. To the Googles. Are you on the Googles? I'm on the Googles. Hey there, Maker. Are you loving the Business of Making podcast? We're loving bringing it to you, but we really need your support to continue producing the show. You can support us on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. And depending on your level of support, you can get perks like behind the scenes and extra special content, including video, a link to your shop on our website, and even a shout out on the podcast itself. Every month, we also release a secret podcast episode available only to our Platinum patrons. Just head on over to thebusinessofmaking.com forward slash support. Okay, Google, what do Google everything. look for? Massive beast there as well. Everything. Google knows everything. Google can read, can see, can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> or can they? I think they can, but, you know, that's not that's not proven. Don't quote me on that. Um, okay, there's two things we said we were going to talk about here. Uh, Google if you have an Etsy store and Google, if you just have a website or like you don't have an Etsy store, so like a blog or Shopify or WordPress mm. or whatever type website. So should we start with Google? If you have an that Etsy makes sense, store, because we're Indeed. just talking about Etsy. So what okay. does Google, um, again, I still don't know. What does Google actually, what can they see on Etsy? What do they look at? What do the little creepy crawlies crawl for? So I think Jess mentioned before, and when I say before, it might have been the last episode because we've been recording all of them in the same day. So I don't know if this was in this episode or last. <laughs> the descriptions? Yes, the descriptions. That, that was this episode. I okay. probably also mentioned it in the last one, but it, See, I just said it about five minutes ago. <laughs> that's okay. I don't have memory issues. Um, so <laughs> that's true. Yeah, we were saying Etsy doesn't look at your description to rank on the Etsy platform, but your Etsy description is being looked at by the big Google out there. Mm-hmm. And they do look at, they will take the first 
150 or 160, I don't know exactly how many, I think it's 160 characters of your product description and put it on, you know, when you search Google, the pretty much the first few lines you can sort of read from the page, that's what they will use as it as that description, the first 160 characters. That's why it's important. Uh, don't keyword stuff it. Google's too smart for that. Make sure that it's like an attention grabbing, making people want to click. 160 characters mm -hmm. and not like dinosaur, Tarasaurus, ta uh, Jurassic Park, T-shirt, dress, you know, that's not, Google's going to be like, what the heck is that? And not be interested. Plus, you're not going to get sales. So you're also not going to rank on Etsy because your conversion rate's going to go. So is low. that somewhere that <laughs> it might be good to focus on really quickly grabbing people's attention with a benefit of the product? You yeah. could do that, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, or and you, you could do a benefit thing or like even, you know, um, what's what's the thing like it's mm. the hook. Like um, if you've heard yeah. us talk about that before, think about the first sentence of your description as the hook. It's something that you want to uh, draw people in with. So you could write something funny there. You could write something, a question there. You know, um, if you do want to use keywords, you can, but put it in a mm. sentence. Like say mm. this dinosaur, uh, this Jurassic Park dinosaur T-shirt will be perfect for your little girl who it loves the movies or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it would be a perfect gift for yes. your little girl. Boom, here's your perfect gift yeah. keywords. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you're getting the keywords in there, but you're writing to yeah. human and that's yeah. what you need to do. Always think human, which, you know, should be something you know how to do. <laughs> Being one yourself. Like if you're reading this first 160 characters and you're sort of like reading it out loud and feeling so unnatural and it feels forced, mm. you might want to rewrite it so that it doesn't feel forced. Um, yeah. So that's the one thing they look at on Google. Um, just you want to go on with the following one. Yeah, so you've got um, the things that they look at on Etsy. Uh, sorry, if you're on Etsy, Google is still looking at your title and tags. That's still really, really important. Okay. Um, they're also looking at your shop sections. So your shop sections should be named, again, they should be keyword-rich names of your shop sections. So don't just name them random cutesy names. Juliet. <laughs> The flashback to last episode. Yeah, like call them, you know, uh, I don't know, sterling silver necklaces, gold necklaces, um, minimalist necklaces, something that describes the products that are going to be underneath those sections. Like in my shop, I just redid this recently actually, <laughs> probably because I taught some of this stuff last year. I'm like, oh, I'm not doing a very good job of that. Let's fix it. Because um, So I split my, my rings up into like oxidized wedding rings, matte wedding rings, high shine wedding rings. Uh, you know, minimalist earrings and, and like describing all the different types of jewelry that I sell in my shop because Google will look at that. And if you, if you listen to last episode, you remember us talking about crawling, indexing and ranking. So this is where Google is crawling the page and indexing your, your page because your Etsy shop is like a mini page on Google, right? And the, sh the sections are like ca subcategories and they, they go through and then, everything that's listed on that page, like it should all make sense, right? It should all be relevant. It should all work together. So think about that. So your sections, um, any inbound links. So people who are, uh, or you, who's linking back to your Etsy shop, that's going to help boost uh, your ranking. And that's why in the last episode I talked about, if you have your own website and an Etsy shop, chances are your Etsy shop is going to rank higher in Google search because Etsy has 10 bazillion inbound links to it from all over the internet, whereas your website might only have two, <laughs> right? So that's going to have an effect on your search engine uh, ranking. And finally, your photos are going to affect your Google ranking as well because Google can look at the photos. That uh, Your photos do not affect your Etsy ranking. In other words, 
there's a myth flying around that you need to have used all of your 10 photo slots in order to improve your ranking on Etsy. That's not true. Uh, they don't look at it. They don't care. What they care about is the conversion rate we talked about. So if you have one photo on your listing, people are very likely to look at it and go, eh, and click away because you're not, <laughs> you're, not, you're not showing them enough for them to buy. Whereas if you have 10 beautiful photos and maybe one of them is a photo of your gorgeous packaging and another one's a photo of like you and your studio looking all creative and whatnot, people are much more likely to go, oh, I love this, bye, and that will increase your search ranking on yeah. Google, the conversion. Oh, it comes down to, yeah, absolutely. Conversion. So, but Google can look at your images and will look at your images, including, as we said in the last episode, the, the, the actual title. So when you upload yeah. your images to Google, uh, to Etsy, make sure you have retitled them with keywords that describe what is in the photo. Yeah, because Google has Google images search results and that's where it would mostly be used. Um, something worth mentioning here as well, we talked about that first 160 uh, characters. This is what Google will grab. So pay attention to it because it's important that it's what makes people want to click once they're on Google and see that result, but they will read the rest of the page as well. So it's not like put as many keywords first and then forget about it for the rest of the description. The more you can have naturally inside of your full listing description, the better you, chances you have to rank with uh, Google. And also we didn't mention it because it feels kind of obvious, but I guess we should mention the obvious, uh, your title and your tags. Obviously Google can see that too. So, but because you're already optimizing that for Etsy, it's, you know, automatically kind of optimized for Google. Um, awesome. Okay. If you're not on Etsy, if you have your own website. Everything. <laughs> oh. I was like, I was like, do I go? Someone go? Yeah, you Everything. looked like you were reading and I was like, she's <laughs> just deciding yeah. to start. I'm just reading the bullet points. If you're not on Etsy, then I was like, who's going to talk about that? But yeah, I mean, um, really it's the, it's the same most important element. It's always going to be your product title your product categories, whether you're on Shopify, Weebly, WordPress, whatever, they usually have categories system that, you know, which would be your shop section on Etsy, the equivalent. Make sure that this is clear and descriptive as well and not keyword stuffed. Your permalink or your URL, which is the actual page of your product. So you can change that if you're using, for say, uh, WordPress, you can use a plugin that yours or whatever. You can actually just do that in WordPress mm. or in Shopify, whatever, just to making sure that your URL defines what the page is actually about. Um, and, uh, your description, of course, if it was important on Etsy and Google could read it, it's also important on your own website and on your, <laughs> sorry, the girls are laughing and it's making me laugh. My dog keeps, um, farting and it's gross. <laughs> yeah. So this is what's happened. I was here trying to like sorry. teach you guys some stuff and I couldn't because I saw this little like pop-up notification in the chat. While we're recording, we can also chat. And um, I saw my dog keeps on fighting and that was So here's your behind scene, you guys. Um, anyway, so uh, your description, of course. Uh, photo, as we were saying, photo, um, your rename them. Like don't just upload something that's called screenshot123 underscore XYZ. Like I know I have a lot of them on my computer, but I try not to upload them to my website rename them so that it's nice and clean and Google knows this is what it's about and use alt text and all that stuff that you can add to your photo when you upload them onto your website. Um, and then something that's very important when you use content. So if you're writing a page like your homepage, about page or blog post is that Google reads um, the code on your website and we'll see what's um, heading 
you know, when you see heading one, heading two, heading three, it's not just to make your content easy to read because it makes the t something looks like a title. It's also an indication to Google that, hey, this is a title, so it's more important. And therefore, it should have some sort of uh, indication as to what this is about. And again, don't keyword stuff that. Just make it a naturally descriptive part of your blog or your page. Um, and don't have more than one heading one on your page because that confuses the hell out of Google. That's like, why do you have several mm. titles? Like, what's the actual title of this page? <laughs> so you can use as many H2, like heading two, heading three as you want, but H1 is really important. That's your title. Just mm. focus on the it's one. It's also an accessibility issue as we were mm -hmm. speaking about possibly in the last episode um, about, yeah, anyone who has some sort of accessibility issue to the internet, they need to have that information if it's a, if it's a heading or if it's a, not a heading. I, I keep getting in trouble by my colleague at work mm. because he's a web developer teacher and I keep doing lots of bolded tech, like capital letter text, just because I just want to emphasize that. He's like, you have to have that as a heading. If it's a heading, like don't just bold it because then it's all messes up the semantic HTML and that. So yes, it's definitely a thing. And as Deb said, like you, usually we're using the the WYSIWYG editors, the what you see is what you get. So just make sure you only have one H1, which is usually the title of the page. It's generally not like within the mm -hmm. page content. And then just make sure that the other headings are headings instead of just bolded, <laughs> bolded capital text, <laughs> which is what I like to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pinterest? Yes, let's do it. Okay. What Pinterest? Is yeah, I don't actually for? know. I can Pinterest. ask questions again. What is Pinterest <laughs> oh, wait, looking before, for? Before we before we do Pinterest, I just want to clarify. Yes. Um, YouTube is Google. So if you're doing mm, putting stuff on YouTube, yes. it's the same rules as Google, basically. I mean, they have their own little sections same and stuff, but stuff. Yeah. same yeah, stuff good, applies. Good point. Good point. Yeah. So with Pinterest, what I know about Pinterest, you upload a photo, you can put a description and a title, and that's all i know so where are the places that you can where are the places that google looks for stuff in terms of uh ranking us on pinterest um pretty much anywhere pinterest asks you to <laughs> everywhere <some> text. <laughs> at some stage when you upload something they're going to look at it so at your on your account level will be your business name your about oh. or bio section mm -hmm. profile description whatever it's called that little blurb about you that's on your main profile page that's important again no keyword stuffing just natural descriptive you know um, way of putting keywords in that's important and then if you go down to the boards level mm -hmm. so these are groups of different pins that you can have all the titles of those boards are really important. Mm -hmm. So it gives Pinterest an indication of what those mm -hmm. pins in your account generally is about. And also when people search, it's going to try to match that with your board name. So similar to Etsy and Google, really. Um, it's like the category mm -hmm. of your. Totally. Site. Totally. Yeah. And then board sections are like the subcategories, I guess. Um, I know when Pinterest announced the board section, everyone went a little bit crazy with it. I tested it myself as well and, and started like having sections inside of my boards. And I find that at the end, it's again back to this simple advice of like make it work as best mm -hmm. as possible for the end user. And I felt like having too many subcategories in each board just because I wanted more title and keywords in my board names and all just made it more complicated for people mm -hmm. to actually find a good pin. Mm. And so it, it didn't work. It wasn't working. So I just kind of got rid of that and stopped using it. So just, you know, if it makes sense for you, do it. But don't try to be like, I'm going to have 15 different sections so I can have 15 different keywords. You know, no, no need for that. 
um, board description. So each board can have a little description. Same, very important that you put keywords there. And again, on what this specific board is about, not about your general account, but about mm -hmm. what kind of pins are going to be in that board. And then pin title, which is quite new. I think it's like a month or two months old at the time of this recording. Uh, if you're listening from the future, you may be thinking this is old news. <laughs> um, but now pin have titles. So obviously you're going to want to have some keywords in there right. and pin so description. So a lot more than I was thinking about. Same thing. For those people These playing along at home, I think I said about six yeah. months yeah. ago that I was going to focus on Pinterest and we're going to do like a keep, keep me accountable <laughs> in a month's time. I'm going to sort out my Pinterest strategy. Yeah, that's ongoing. So this is all good information for me. <laughs> You've had a lot happening. Ongoing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, think, I think people on Pinterest, they think about the description and they mm. think about hashtags. Now, should we talk about that briefly? Yeah, hashtags. Actually, let's talk about hashtags and then we can talk mm -hmm. very quickly about Instagram because of it too. So how do we explain hashtags? I guess hashtags are just another way for people to find content that's not based on the search engine really, but that's based so on you can... hashtags. <laughs> How's that it's for kind a of definition? Like a bookmark, right? <laughs> so like if, um, if I search a yeah. hashtag of pink candles on Pinterest, then I go to the page of the book in the library that has all the pink candles, right? And it's, yeah, is that how you would kind of describe it? But it's separate to Google and how they scroll, like, uh, not scroll, sorry, crawl everything. So we have to put our own hashtags on stuff. So it's like our yeah. own system. Oh, that was a bad explanation, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm, maybe Deb knows more than me, but I'm not really clear on the difference on Pinterest between just yeah. normal words and hashtags, like how that works. So Deb's just going to check on that um, question of mine. And while, while she's doing that, uh, Mick and I are just going to briefly touch on Instagram because Instagram is its own beast and it's basically run on hashtags. Which is why I find um, it confusing which between simple, other right? platforms because like, well, I know how, I know yeah. how hashtags work on Instagram, but then they work kind of slightly differently on other things like Facebook as well has hash, hashtags yeah. now. It's like, oh my God. So, uh, so does confusing. YouTube now. So, yeah. but yes, I know how they work on Instagram. <laughs> so let's talk about Instagram. Yeah. So it's basically you search a hashtag and then you look at the results and you can look at, most recent or most popular for that hashtag. Yeah. And that's pretty much it, and right? It's a good way to find new content and for other people to find your content related to your product. But it kind of goes back to the keyword thing yeah. because you need to know what people are looking yeah. for and what they're interested in and how that relates to your product, which again, we'll dive into in our patron only episode next week, two weeks. Something. Yeah. But it's a bit, it's interesting because hashtags are definitely more broad, I think, than keywords. Because keywords, you normally have like maybe, if you're on Etsy mm. or something, you might have like 10 or 12 keywords, whereas you mm. have up to 30 hashtags. And you can choose hashtags that are like tangentially related to what you're doing. Yeah, they're, I think they're very much more broad and way less specific. Like you, we probably wouldn't, you probably wouldn't hashtag something uh, like, well, boys toddler dinosaur t-shirt like you wouldn't have that in one hashtag because who's no one's searching no that. you no have boys shirt um kids clothes dinosaurs um, you know <laughs> um uh, stay at home mom maybe yeah because she might be looking through that hashtag yeah. you can also follow hashtags on instagram so that's pretty cool so you can see stuff popping up if there's a hashtag that really represents what you like and that's all we're going to say on that because we just want to clarify that it's a different, different beast yeah yeah it is different um so i was looking for something wanting to make sure i was giving you like the latest of the latest news because um pinterest loves to change things on us but um <laughs> as far as i know this tea all the way it was a couple of months ago 
hashtags because that's the thing like hashtags make sense on Instagram because they don't really have that like SEO kind of level of search right um, and so they have hashtags that you can search the content through it but on Pinterest when it got announced that they were going to use hashtag everyone was like wait a second I thought we had like an SEO algorithm behind Pinterest so mm. why would hashtag how is it different and it's a different kind of game because keywords are more like your everlasting evergreen kind of like uh, keywords as we described for the last two episodes and so if you type in a, uh, a search in Pinterest based on a simple keyword without a hashtag they're gonna rank different things based on what I said board names board title pin title all that stuff and how closely matches that request um, with and no matter how old the pin is that's super important because that means that a pin that's five-year-old that's got hashtag eco-friendly uh, sorry, not hashtag, Ula. <laughs> I not have the hashtag, but it says eco-friendly bag in the title, for example. Um, we'll still rank five years later if, if it's a pin that works well on the platform. But if you put hashtag eco-friendly bag, they will only show you the freshest or the newest or the most recent, like it, it's chronological. Mm. So your pin from five years ago that had a hashtag eco-friendly bag will be five years down the scrolling, you know. Right. Very interesting. So if it's, people it's, are searching via hashtag or if they're searching either way, like does it affect the normal search as well? Like does it kind of veto, if you put a hashtag in, does it veto the normal search because it pushes you down or it's only if they're searching via hashtags that it pushes you down? That's a good question. That's a good question. I don't know. I don't want to say something and then it's maybe not true, but <laughs> I do think you have to put the hashtag if you're, like if you don't put the hashtag, they're going to think it's a, a regular keyword. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but that does mean that you use it differently too because like you wouldn't, for, for something that's important in when it's fresh, so like for event and special like Valentine's, Halloween, all of that stuff, keyword, uh, sorry, hashtags are great because mm-hmm. you want all of that freshest stuff and it's very relevant and all. But for the rest, for something that's something you're going to sell, like a signature collection that you're going to sell forever or at least, you know, at least for a few years, it's not really the best use of your time, right. I guess. Cool. Use Good them, you know. use them, but they work differently. I yes, yeah. that makes sense. Awesome. Cool. Well, I think that's about it, really. We've kind of, we've thrown a lot at you. You might need to like re-listen to this yeah, one. Yeah, that's and a take lot of information notes. in one go. <laughs> yeah. Like, what was that thing about Etsy that was different to Google? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you look at the show notes and go over yes. um, anything that we've put there and we'll put any relevant links in there as well to help you out. And also, of course, yeah. next week's episode. I keep saying next week's, but it's whatever the next one is. I think it will be next week's because it's a patron one. Excellent. So we do that after this. Yeah, that's right. So I'm excited about that. So we talked a lot about keywords, but we haven't talked so much about keywords either. (laughs) So we're going to dive deep into keywords for our Patreon only episode where we're going to like help you pretty much figure out your keyword strategy. How do you brainstorm? How do you pick the best one? Um, And yada, 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 all that stressful stuff that you actually have to do when you (laughs) sit down to do your SEO work once you understand how it works. So that's going to be for Patreon. So if you're interested and you want to become one of our patrons and support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash tbom did i say that right are people you understanding my accent here okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you can uh become one of a platinum patron and get access to that plus a shout out on the show like we did for cat today and a bunch of other things like behind the scene videos and things that we only share with our lovely co-producers that's how we like to call them um and we really couldn't do the show without you guys so thank you so much for um those of you who are already supporting us we really appreciate it um and 
quick note before we leave, I also forgot to say that at the beginning of the episode, um, we are getting really close to um, releasing all of the results from the survey that we organized earlier this year, the State of Handmade. And so this is going to come in April, is that right? Mm -hmm. Um, where we're going to share with you all of the results on the website and also via the podcast. So if you fill that out and you're like, when do we get all of the deets? Well, it's coming really soon to an earpod um, next to you. I don't know. Ooh. I'm not going to that sentence. I was going to make a joke, good. but it didn't. It good. Yeah, I couldn't wrap it up nicely, though. I kind of wish I did that better. But anyway, thank you so much, Guy. I'm rambling now. I'm going to go. The girls are looking at me like, Dad, this is taking forever. Um, we'll chat to you <laughs> in the next episode. Thanks, Deb. Bye-bye, everyone.